If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to The Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted. What can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Welcome to today's episode of The Frequency Shifter Show. My name is Corrine Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy, and here with my lovely co-host, Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. Alex, how's it going? I'm good. I was just remembering from all the things I've learned from all these that we do. I'm like, I got to put my phone on airplane mode. Don't just put it on silent, put it on airplane mode. Yeah. Cut out that extra noise, extra negative vibrations from the phone. Um, So speaking of vibrations and energies, I know you've been taking a new class lately, haven't you, Alex, about tapping into your intuition? So in this class, there is like, you know, 20 or so like Indian women in India and two American women and me. And so regardless of what the topic is, the space, the container that I'm in is really unique and really different. Um, not just cult, like culturally, but gender, the the topic. Um, and it's really interesting to see that just being in that space with them, like the subtle energy that they and I create together in the learning starts to like show up in other areas of my life. So I'm just starting this class. And yet over the last two weeks, I feel so much like just generally all my body feels more intuitive, like with the people around me, with my dog, with friends, with clients. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see like I'm not even in a space with them, like, right, it's all virtual. And yet there's this energy that is like boundless and not trapped by like location or whatnot. Only a couple classes and you're already feeling more in tune. Right. Yeah. I know everything that's going on with you right now. I know every single thing. You don't know. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to invade your space. I think you are supposed to ask for permission first. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how are you? I'm doing well. I've taken a lot of classes on diving into my intuition and um, 
you know, a lot of, a lot of chakra, higher chakra work over the years. And it's incredible just by being aware of something and choosing to tune into it, what kind of doors you can open in your life. So I'm excited to see where this journey takes you and excited that it's already having an impact. Well, without further ado, I'm excited to introduce today's guest, who is an expert on subtle energies and the bridge between um, energy and technology, Eric Thompson, founder of Subtle Energy Sciences, who has been really invested in this work for over 10 years. So we're so excited to have you on the show and learn from you today. Eric, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Corrine. It's great to be here. Why don't you, so to get started, I want to hear about your background and how you got into this, of course. Um, but to start, would you mind just explaining in kind of a plain English terms, what is subtle energy and how does it impact us? How does the work that you're doing uh, impact us in our day to day? So simply put, energy, subtle energy is the term, um, subtle energy is the term that we tend to use for any kind of energy that is so subtle that it's not recognized by the four known forces in physics. So in physics, there's four known forces. There's gravity, electromagnetism, and the strong and weak nuclear forces. So, um, so essentially I use the term subtle energy for any type of energy uh, that's been uh, talked about or researched, um, but it's so subtle that it's not recognized as one of the four known forces in physics. Uh, we have a lot of different terms for these kinds of energies, prana, chi, uh, kundalini. Um, and what I have found in the literature, both on the internet and published, when people talk about these different types of energies, they will tend to all put them into this uh, single category where they'll say kundalini, chi, and prana are the same thing, for example. And it turns out that they, although they are part of this category that we call subtle energy, they're actually quite different. Prana is not exactly the same as chi, it turns out. Orgone energy is slightly different from chi and prana. And what we're essentially finding out in the various research sciences who are interested in subtle energy is we're finding out that what we call life force energy is not one thing. It's probably a spectrum of energies, some of which are cataloged in traditional Chinese medicine, as qi, for example, some of which are cataloged in the yogic science uh, as prana, for example. Um, but it turns out that prana has a very different feeling sense than qi. Qi feels very different than orgone energy. Uh, so it's been interesting to be a part of this research over the last 10 years where or we're really looking at this phenomenon that we call subtle energy, how rich it is in terms of the various types of energies uh, that are associated with subtle energy. And yet um, in, in mainstream science, it's still not highly recognized. So if I were to start speaking about uh, chi or prana or these other types of subtle energy in a conventional scientific community, um, very large chance, you know, about a 97, 98% chance, I'm going to have people there heard of me as a pseudoscientist or woo-woo scientist or what have you, because 
conventional science is not really aware of these deeper, uh, very real energies outside of the four known forces in physics. And it's just a fascinating thing for me. It's something um, uh, that I feel is deeply connected to the mystery of consciousness. If we can start to understand subtle energy more, we'll start to understand consciousness more. And I eventually got into this as, as my life's work because I was searching for answers. I was searching for healing. And when you talk about healing, I mean, there's any number of subtle energies involved in, in healing, right? Uh, when you, you mentioned, Kareen, that you're a Reiki master. Well, that's a particular gradation of subtle energy that Reiki workers work with. And when you spend time with Reiki healers, you become very familiar with that, that energy it is that they channel. And that's that in itself is, I think, a rich topic for a plethora of subtle energy or scientific um, research. But uh, um, that can tell us a lot about how healing works, how consciousness works. Uh, but I got into this for that reason. I really got into it to heal myself. Um, I suffered from bipolar disorder and probably numerous other mental and emotional disorders. Uh, Eric, I'm I'm really curious. Like you're you're talking about like mainstream disorders. Um, you're talking about um, like things a lot of us have heard of, and then you brought up uh, mainstream not paying attention to it. What's the, in your opinion, if these things are, you know, so, so powerful and prevalent and so helpful, why does mainstream choose to ignore it? Cause I, and I'm saying choose on purpose, right? It's not an accident. Yeah. It's not. Um, there's probably a number of reasons for that, Alex. Okay. Coming down to the, the fact is they might probably just say, think it's that important. Right. Um, but if it is true that creation is a manifestation of the unseen first, right? Which quantum physics seems to be telling us that. If that's true, then it, then obviously you'd want to know as much about subtle energies as you possibly could because therein is a key to the secret of creation. It, yeah, it, you know, I, part of it is the scientific community also has a paradigm. Um, science is human, which means it is subject to error. <laughs> it's not infallible. And I love science, but the scientific method, uh, this will go against the grain of what so many scientists believe, but in my experience of 10 years of this research, I haven't found the scientific method to be the best way to attain knowledge. Uh, in many ways, it's very clunky, and it's very inefficient, right? Um, well, there are numerous reasons why the scientific community isn't uh, you know, fully cognizant of or adhering to this idea of subtle energy. Um, but I think the big overarching reason is just paradigm. It's the paradigm that the current scientific community has. Um, it's worldview, right? And that worldview, uh, will be the ceiling of what the current scientific community will be able to accomplish. Um, because um, it's, a, you know, just like any other human being, even a scientist, we all have our ideas of what, of what the world is. And 
essentially those ideas become belief systems. So I think there's just a lot of entrenched belief systems in current science in the current scientific uh, community, but it will always be that because we're a human science is essentially a human endeavor. Um, the one problem with science is it comes from this idea of um, human subjectivity and the objective world are two different things. And if you can erase human subjectivity from the scientific research paradigm, then you'll arrive at the perfect objective truth of, of the so-called objective world. But what we're finding out uh, in quantum physics, in various uh, uh, traditions of, of uh, spirituality, is that the, the human subjectivity and the objective world are deeply connected and you can't treat them as two separate things. Um, so that's one of the reasons why science will always fall short of really uh, arriving at the cutting edge of these types of energy technologies and consciousness because they're always trying to get rid of consciousness. They're trying to take consciousness out of the whole equation. And get rid of any mystery or the unknown, which is yeah. all what we're about digging into here. Without human consciousness, there would be no science. Can you imagine um, Tyrannosaurus Rex going to college and writing master's theses on theoretical physics? I don't think they did that. I don't think dogs do it either. I don't think ants do it. Humans with subjective human consciousness do that. The same yearning to understand the, um, the physics of the universe is the same yearning to understand God, to know God. And they're both subjective experiences. Whether you're wanting to have a scientific understanding or a religious experience, they both come from human subjectivity. You can't get rid of that. Human subjectivity is, is um, it's the heart of science, right? And so by erasing it, taking it out of the scientific equation, um, there's obviously going to be limitations about what the scientific community can achieve. Part of that's going to be subtle energy. So for a while now, you know, but there is a huge, there's really a huge database pertaining to the science of subtle energy, uh, scientific research, um, for example, in paranormal research, we have all kinds of research showing that when two human beings know each other and they're separated by space and time and they're both put inside of Faraday cages, um, that if you show a, um, a film to one of those people uh, that has very um, uh, strong images uh, meant to, to uh, elicit strong emotional responses, and then you have their partner in another completely building or a complete different location, hundreds of miles away in a Faraday cage hooked up to an EEG. What you'll find is there's a correlation between the images showing up on the screen for person A and the EEG for person B, especially if they have a strong connection, like if they're a couple. So uh, uh, that would appear to be some type of quantum entanglement that's happening on the macro scale between two people. There have been other interesting studies, for example, with Clive Baxter and the military, where he would take, they take skin cells out of somebody's skin, and uh, then they would show him, uh, they'd show the person for whom the skin cells were taken, they'd show them a video with strong imagery, and they'd take the skin cells hundreds of miles away and hook them up to a, a lie detector, 
And when the strong images were shown to the person to whom the skin cells belonged, those skin cells would register an electrical impulse that could be read by the... No way. That's incredible. The, and, and that's because your cell, your body, if I take you know some skin cells from you, those skin cells are entangled with you. Now, I know that for a fact. This is not just a study. I know it from my 10 years of research because when I'm working on a, um, a subtle energy program here, and part of that process involves an amplification process that's partly um, automated, if I put that process on, on automation, now while I'm here in the lab, uh, the energy will get very strong, palpable to where I can feel it. Um, for example, if I'm working on a program that's meant to help somebody relax, right? And I'm creating this essentially an environmental energy that relaxes uh, human biology. Sometimes it'll get so strong, I want to go sleep. I, it's hard work, actually, when, when you're working on something like that, because the overall environment becomes so geared towards relaxing and going to sleep. That's what my body wants to do. So I'll leave the lab, I'll get in my car, and I'll maybe take a trip to Louisville, Kentucky to do some shopping while that automated process is going on, and I'm still getting the energy. I have to be careful not to fall asleep at the will, right? Um, why is that? It's because my DNA is all over the lab. It's all over the computers. It's all over the desks. Um, so what's happening is, is when that energy is uh, uh, amplifying and filling that room, it's hitting my DNA, and my DNA um, is connected to me non-locally, no matter where that DNA is in the world. Um, now there's a, there's a healing, uh, science that kind of, uh, became, it's called, a, it, it's, it would be referred to in science as a pseudoscience, but it became uh, prominent in the early 20th century, um, through guys like Albert Abrams, um, and Ruth Drowned and others where they were using what they call radionics machines. Uh, they were using interesting circuitry. And concepts and essentially what the machine would do is it would be able to you could put a picture of a person in a, a compartment of that machine and that machine would then be able to essentially connect with the energetic field of that person um so we've known this for a long long time decades decades like I'm sorry, from a pic, just from a picture of the from person? Distance, I could just take your picture, Kareem. I'm just telling you the so truth. We it's should not, all get off yeah, Facebook all and, 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 these things immediately. No, your pictures are all over the place. Um, well, think about this too, okay? Now, why is your picture, why does your picture, why is it energetically connected with you? I don't, I can't say I absolutely know the reason for that, but it appears to be. Now, you remember, you ever remember hearing about how Native Americans didn't like to have their picture taken because they were afraid it would capture their soul? Yeah. Well, there seems to be some truth in that, in the sense that uh, pictures are capturing a hologram of you, of your energy field. Um, hmm. That's energetically, holographically connected to you in real time. And we can use that photo to influence you to either read your field or influence you in real time. That appears to be because of the way light works and the way reality works. So if you point a, uh, if I point a picture at you, uh, a camera at you, and I take a picture, apparently there's some type of the light that's traveling from the camera at the speed of light. It's it interfaces with your field and then returns back to the camera. 
So as, essentially that light is capturing a part of you, the light that returns back to the camper. It's, it's capturing a part of your field and it has a part of your information. And, and so we can um, uh, use that picture as a way of influencing you from a distance, obviously with the right intention for healing intention. Um, it could be used for other you know, not so noble intentions. And I would imagine there are probably some people who have done that. I, I have gone into, uh, I went into a Facebook uh, group once uh, that was supposed to be on radionics and it was full of these two dimensional uh, geogra- uh, uh, geometry figures that are used to put curses on people at, from a distance. And I couldn't believe that there was a Facebook group with thousands of people in this. And um, so it's very real. You can do those kinds of things. I don't recommend it. Um, but there are people who, who do those kinds of things uh, who just really don't understand what they're doing uh, or um, taking a very um, low-minded approach to a very high-minded um, idea. But uh, if this idea of entanglement, how we are um, – this idea of entanglement suffuses everything. And so but that's part of how we do our energy process here is uh, we're using quantum entanglement almost all the time um, to create or encode our signatures into like digital files. So essentially what we'll do is we'll create a, uh, an energetic battery stored up with this signature. Then we'll, place um we'll, we'll entangle uh the files that we're going to encode we'll entangle those files with this storage battery but they're actually in a completely different place they're not locally or physically connected to the storage battery in any way but because of how entanglement works and because essentially we're all one thing expressing itself as in diverse manners right um there is a non-local connection that connects those two things. And when we render our files, because we've done this process where we've non-locally entangled the software with this stored up energy battery, all the energy from that battery gets teleported, duplicated and teleported right into the encoded files. So this is something we've been doing for a long time. And so although I know there are a lot of well-meaning scientists out there who argue against quantum entanglement. They think that quantum entanglement is, um, is non-existent. Uh, and these are, some of these are even really spiritual, spiritual people who've, who've kind of turned against quantum physics. They think that it's overblown, that um, um, they're starting to challenge that whole paradigm. Um, all I would say to them is um, the reason I use the term quantum entanglement and quantum resonance in our uh, work is because those terms and those phenomena as described by classical quantum physics best describe the experience of what I've experienced over and over and over for 10 years. Uh, So I use those terms because they fit the data that I've come across in my lab. I'm not talking about theoretical research or research papers. I'm talking about what I experience every uh, every almost every day, but pretty much every week for the last ten years. Eric, Eric yes. what um people that are listening to this that aren't scientists, what do we do with all this? Like this is 
some of this is mind blowing. Some of this is really interesting and cool. Like, what do we do with this, all this information? Like, is this so we can clean up our spaces? Should we not be taking pictures and having Facebook? Like, what should we, from your opinion, for like the average human who's like interested in this, is learning more, like what is there to actually do? Quantum physics per se or, or subtle energy? Like, all, like this whole conversation around this subtle energy. Like, yeah, like the subtle energy, the fact that you're saying like, hey, if I leave my, if I go somewhere, I essentially uh-huh. leave my DNA in that space and I can be impacted. Okay, well, um, how different would our lives be if, um, if, let's say I'm a doctor with this, with this knowledge we've, and we've, we lived in an alternate universe where the science of subtle energy and consciousness and spirituality has been elevated, right? It's not been ignored. It's been explored. In fact, these kinds of things have been explored. Uh, For example, in Czechoslovakia, Eastern uh, Europe, back in the forties, fifties and sixties, the universities were studying this stuff like crazy. Um, But, um, Let's say we live in an alternate universe where that was true. Alex, um, all you would need to do is send me a picture of yourself, or um, I could simply, uh, you tell me what's wrong, what you, what, and I can take a machine, and I can read what's going on in your, in your body at a distance. I don't have to do any expensive x-rays. The whole visit would probably cost nothing. Um, but we have an, a, 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 you know, a fee that we agree on, but it's not because the equipment is expensive, right? So, and I can, I can uh, read into your energy field from a distance, find out what's going with you. And you can either send me your picture and I can administer uh, your treatment to your picture so that you get it in real time. And I can say about seven days, everything should clear up and you should feel a lot better. Uh, or um, I might send you a code um, that has the remedy that your body needs encoded into it. And I'm going to tell you to simply take the code and um, do a, a temporary tattoo where you just tattoo it on your left forearm for two days. And that's giving you your energy medicine at a distance because everything's connected. We're using quantum entanglement. I don't have to show up at your house. You don't have to show up at my doctor's office. Um, I, I foresee a time when everything's on the blockchain and somebody can say, well, I have a headache. Oh, just pay, you know, point zero 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 one Bitcoin. Uh, go to this website, hit this button, and then boom, um, your headache remedy just comes right out of your computer and your headache's gone in 30 seconds, one minute. Um, no side effects. Uh, you could you can store up. Um, you could put extra doses on a flash drive and carry it around with you. And all you have to do is just carry the flash drive. You don't actually have to take anything because the information is being emanated through the flash drive because there's a tiny um, what they call a what, what um, electron uh, waterfall or something like that, an ex- uh, electron. Um, tunnel or something that's happening uh, that keeps the electrons moving in a flash drive. That's why they work the way they do. And that will interface with the uh, energetic encoding that's in the file on the USB drive. Now you got to just carry the drive around with you. Um, you know, that's, that's some of the stuff. Um, I do think it will come to a point. I, I 
really feel like a teleportation will happen um, because of how quantum entanglement works. So essentially to make uh, uh, human teleportation across vast distances possible, you first will entangle the two locations, um, you'll quantum entangle those two so that they're communicating with each other and then therefore you'll be able to communicate a life form from point A to point B faster than the speed of light. Uh, and essentially it's gonna happen because of the way non-locality and quantum entanglement work. Um, and when you're talking about anything on the quantum level, you're essentially talking about subtle energy because on the quantum level, uh, energies are subtle. They're very, very subtle, but they're very, very, very real. Um, so, and most people don't understand, you know, I think understanding, having the awareness of this knowledge and these subtle energies is the first step because most people don't know they exist. So they don't know that they're being effective, affected negatively from, you know, all the different things that they allow themselves to take in from a sensory perspective, things that they're consuming in conversations, in TV, in, you know, places that we go. And I think when you're aware of it, you choose a little more wisely when you just know that these things are affecting us. And it's pretty cool and interesting to think about a world that we would be able to just use a flash drive or something like that to reverse or correct whatever issue that we may be having and to help us heal. Um, I'd love to talk just a little bit more about the, the products that you have on your site. On that note, that kind of bridge of this understanding of, of energy from kind of the ancient perspective, right? And all of these traditions and cultures that have studied these subtle energies for years and years and years, but now bridging it into a technology product that people can actually use. Um, so the mandalas that you that you sell, I know I have the biophotons and the um, wait, what's the other one? Biophotons and oh, the pineal gland activation. Oh, great! And mandalas from your site. Mm -hmm. Could you just talk a little bit more? Um, you know, I've obviously done a lot of research on them on your site myself, but um, just kind of like a quick overview of what they do and how they work. And so those might not be for a very specific healing thing. Some of them are, some of them are more general, um, but just kind of, yeah, an overview of that. Well, we have a lot of different products that range the gamut for, uh, from uh, helping with peak performance, helping with uh, various states of consciousness, like the pineal awakening that you mentioned. We have others that are intended for general health and well-being. Uh, the biophotons mandala, we call it a mandala, not because it's a traditional mandala, and not because you actually even have to look at it in order to benefit from it. It's essentially a, a, a digitally encoded, um, energetically encoded digital picture. comes in several formats uh, for any of your electronic devices, large computer, small computer, phone, there's a printable version. Each of those files has encoded into them a specific energetic signature that's designed to reinforce the body's biophotonic feel. Um, now, we first started calling these mandalas because in the beginning, um, the only, uh, I was creating original images for these. Um, uh, and the only thing I was really good at cre creating was mandalas. So we were calling them mandalas, but the truth is, it's not necessary 
to actually look at the picture like you would a normal mandala or any other type of picture. If you're using it on a phone, for example, you can import it onto your phone, set it as your phone's wallpaper and or lock screen. And what will happen is as soon as it's set as the lock screen or wallpaper, it will begin automatically emitting its energetic field through your phone. And set it and forget it. You can turn the phone off, put it in your pocket, carry it around throughout, with you throughout the day. Not only will it offer you some additional um, EMF protection, it will specifically, that particular product will work on strengthening the biophotonic field within the body. Um, the whole science of biophotons and how they um, affect our health and what they say about our health, uh, that's a fascinating topic in and of itself that we spend a lot of time on. But essentially, if your biophotonic field is strong, you're going to be healthy. If it's weak, you're not going to be as healthy as you could be. So, what Ooh, so I made the right the, choice. <laughs> yes. Um, and what it will do essentially is it works on uh, strengthening the biophotonic field, reinforcing it, uh, and uh, allowing less and less biophotons uh, to leak from the body. Uh, ideally, you don't want to lose biophotons from the body uh, because they, uh, the energy that they provide, there's essentially a reflection of your, your health. The, the, again, the healthier you are, the stronger that field is. And the, in, in essence, that product does one thing. It strengthens that field. And what most people um, report like in the short term, when they use it, they report just feeling, just having energy without jitters, um, just feeling like a light bulb has been turned on inside their body. And over, over time, your, your, your immune system is strengthened. And so you're going to see a lot less health issues that are related to a weakened uh, uh, immune system. So that's what that does. And again, it's not necessary to actually look at the picture. So if I, um, we can also, there's a printable version of that. And the way this is, the way this technology works is really interesting. When you print that out on any printer, any inkjet printer, it doesn't matter. What happens is, is that the energy that is encoded into the file will interface with the electromagnetic field of the printer. And that field will also suffuse the ink of that printer such that when the uh, image is printed on a piece of paper, that energy gets encoded into the final printed ink on the paper. So as long as that ink is visible, um, that print will forever emit a, an energetic signature that strengthens the biophotonic field. Um, and there are a lot of different ways you can use that. Um, Wonderful. When you um, think about how you could use that. You could take that to the uh, door of your fuse box. The energy will travel through the door of your fuse box, interface with, with the uh, electrical energy running through the fuse box, and it will be emitted by everything that runs on electricity in your house. Um, look, guys, I've spent, I'm a connoisseur of various types of subtle energy technology. I've, bought, I've spent thousands on it. You know, the biophotons, Mandala, I, I just, you know, it's $27. Okay. I have spent, I, I have one device I'm thinking of. I spent two or $3,000 on it. It doesn't put out anywhere near the amount of high amplitude energy that the biophotons Mandala puts out. Um, I challenge anyone to find a $27 product that's powered by subtle energy 
that puts out that kind of energy juice, just, I haven't seen it. Um, So I think it's quite a development. I I think we're just scratching the surface of what's possible. Um, I really think there's some amazing things we could do with this technology down the road with the right funding, with the right leadership, with the right uh, teams and vision. And uh, so that's, that's the biophotonic uh, mandala. Uh, the other, the pineal awakening, that works on the pineal gland. And it's essentially, essentially what it's doing is it's speaking resonantly with the pineal gland. Um, every gland in the body has its own resonant frequency. And uh, the frequencies that we're working with are within the known sound spectrum. We're working in this subtle energy spectrum. Um, so none of these energies are audible. You can't see them. You can't hear them. But if you're particularly so, um, sensitive as I am, you can definitely feel them. And if you can't feel them, you can definitely will notice results that happen. So, for example, we've had people who use um, our heart rate program. We have one guy. There are, I've come to realize that there's a certain spectrum of human beings. Some are really sensitive and some are really not sensitive to anything, right? And so when we get customers who are on that part of the spectrum, um, they'll sometimes say, you know, I've amplified this. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything at all. Mm-hmm. So we've done experiments where, where somebody like that will have them play the, the heart wave program 24-7, uh, amplify it and just play it 24-7 for weeks on end. And what will happen, what we've seen is, the, the person will become more heart centered. Um, their the their partner in their intimate relationship will say that you know he's become much more sensitive. Uh, he fawns on me like never before. Uh, we have a real connection. I feel like I'm actually getting to know this guy uh, and what makes his heart beat. And then they'll they'll ask him, well, do you think the heart wave program has helped you in that? And they'll say, no, I haven't felt a thing. Um, and they can't make the connection between the program because it's so subtle and the, uh, and the changes that happen. And then when they stop using the program, the changes stop. And for whatever reason, sometimes they can't see it. Um, I think that's just a mechanism of a certain spectrum. If you look at various personality uh, uh, assessments out there, they tend to range from those who are very introverted to those who are very extroverted or, or those who are very sensitive and those who don't particularly have, show a lot of emotional sensibility, um, whether it's the Enneagram, whether it's the um, Myers-Briggs or what have you. And uh, I think that's what's going on with those. And so in the case where we have customers who don't have that sensitivity, um, we just encourage them to amplify the energy as much as possible and to measure their results over time rather than to look for phenomenological experiences. They, they, they won't be able to make that connection, but we can show them that um, their blood pressure has dropped by, you know, by so many degrees over the last two weeks and uh, as a direct re- result of using the program, are, are, then that's data that they can't argue with. Um, but uh, again, that's, that's part of the, um, it's just part of the challenge of, of, this whole world, opening up this whole world of subtle energy to, to the world. Incredible. Thank you so much, Eric, for everything that you shared with us today. Um, 
And I want to make sure that anybody listening goes and checks out your social media and your website. I know I've learned so much. You have a huge following on both Instagram and Facebook and the conversations that happen there um, are really beneficial. I love the Facebook group and, um, you know, the different things that people report in terms of their experiences using your products. Um, So would you mind just telling everyone where they can find you, your website, your social handles? Sure. So our website is www.subtle.energy. Um, it's uh, not subtleenergy.com. It's subtle.energy, S-U-B-T-L-E dot energy. Pretty simple. Uh, and on Instagram, we're at subtle underscore energy. And on Facebook, we're at Subtle Energy Sciences. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we'll drop those, of course, in the show notes below as well um, so that you guys can you know, further your knowledge and learning on all of this really cool stuff Eric shared with us here today. Anything else to add, guys, before we wrap up? I just really appreciate you all inviting me and I wish you all the best in your endeavors. Thanks, Eric. I got to say, I went to, uh, while, while I was listening to you talk about some of your programs, I was looking at your website and I, I really recommend people go there because whether they, you know, buy something or don't, there's just a lot of information. There's a lot to learn that you just provide for free just on the website. So if you don't have any money, if you don't want to spend money, whatever your deal is, there's still so much there. Absolutely, it's, it's a really cool resource. We offer, your website. We offer a 90 day degree, uh, a 90 day uh, guarantee on everything we do. It's easy. Look, um, and we have a, we have a disclaimer on, on all of our pages that says, look, this is powered by subtle energy. Um, and there may be some people that don't have a stronger response to it as others. And so, you know, we want you to feel safe. Like, um, we just want to make sure you get what you're looking for. We're here to develop a relationship with you. And, uh, I, I am, um, confident that as we progress, uh, in the, uh, developing the technology, we'll eventually get it to a place where, uh, everybody's connecting with it in a really strong, tangible way. But, um, yeah, just, we'll just make it easy for people. Uh, you know, we, we don't want business to be hard for people. We're not here to take your money. We're here to, here to develop a relationship. And uh, if it's a good fit for you now, great. If it isn't, that's okay too. Just keep in touch and come back and see us and see how we develop down the road. Wonderful. Thanks so much again, Eric. And thank you to all of our lovely listeners for being here with us today. We'll see you back in another episode of the Frequency Shifters again soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.